Cheers. Cheers. Welcome to another edition of Road Trip. And it's okay, Richard, that you don't have any alcohol because I think Channing and I have taken over. Yeah, the Fry PA. First of all, I like the name, but I'm just going to hate on it. You shouldn't, because I actually find this to be really good. Is it the same as last year, by the way? Yeah, yeah, it's never, that. I can't change it. Too many people liked it. Yeah, just the can, the branding. Just the can is the same. Just yeah, the brand. Yeah, 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 of course. Obviously, we'll I'm see. not something. I'm in some talks. Fry, I'm like, oh. Richard Jefferson, uh, back again, coming off a busy weekend, personally. Mm. Uh, we're going to get into that in here in a second, um, but also some... Um, hot takes around the sports world. It's kind of all over the map that we are going to dive into. So let's get right to it. First of all, uh, we are coming fresh off of Father's Day, and then both of you are fathers. Allegedly. So, again, I sent you both Father's Day wishes. Um, only one responded. Channing did not. Um, no, he's a jerk. He's a jerk. And his name is Beautiful. Four children that were doting to my every beck and call for one day. <laughs> okay, fine. Okay, fine. I'll give you that. Uh, well, your Father's Day, you should get it, it off. Say, it. Oh, babe, what do you want to do for Father's Day? Leave. <laughs> oh, thank God. What do you want to do? I was just like, give me 20 minutes to scoot down, get a burrito, a couple brews, and come right on back. And she was like, take an hour. I was like, you know what? That's all I need. Ooh, it's so bright. Oh, yeah, it's super organ. bright. Are you just now noticing that? Are you just now noticing that? It's like the one time that I actually get quality lighting. Uh, then Channing has the backlit. <laughs> Just show us everything. Show us everything you got. No, don't worry about it. You know, Sam, listen. <laughs> you um, okay. Give me one Sam. thing you've learned about fatherhood. Um, kids are very, they learn to be very manipulative early. Ooh. Very early. Like, that's one of those things, like, little Rich, I got on him today. And or I got on him yesterday and he was like, daddy, daddy, I, I just, I don't even like, cause I yelled at him. Cause he cut basically little Phoenix runs out and he's crying and little rich, you know, when the kid like messed up and the kid is crying to find mom and dad. And the one that's guilty is walking right behind him. And I'm like, what happened? And Richard's like, uh, we were playing the fight game. And I was like, all right. So I grabbed Richard and I'm like, Richard, how many times have I told you not to play the fight game? A lot. All right. How many times have I told you that you got to play basketball with your shoes and socks on because you get blisters and your feet hurt a lot? All of these things are so you don't get hurt. And he was like, yes. And I was like, yo, this is a perfect example. I keep telling you this over there. This is what this little manipulative little munchkin said. He's like, daddy, I just, I just want to tell you something, but I don't know if I can tell you. And I'm like, buddy, you can tell me anything that you want. And I was like, buddy, like, you can tell me anything you want. I'm your dad, you're my guy, you're my best friend. Anything you want to, daddy. I just feel like sometimes you don't like me very much. <laughs> and like, and like your, heart, your heart like melts, but then also you get anger and it's like, okay, so this is one of those moments where I'm, I gotta be like super dad, right? And I can't just be like, what are you talking about? Get your bum ass out of here. Like, you can't do that. Cause you wanna be like, no, you're just trying to get some guilt. And it's like, dude, how many people do I have a secret handshake with? He's like, just me. Like, how many people do I take down to go boogie boarding? Just me. How many people do I play basketball with and take to basketball games? How many times do I tell you I love you multiple times a day? How many times do I tell you who's my favorite person in the world? And I have to go through all of this list just to call him out on his manipulative bullshit, right? <laughs> and then after that, then after that, he's like, okay, daddy, you do love me. And I was like, get just go, just go. And so that's what, that was my rant on just fatherhood. He says this literally 
on, and maybe it was, yeah, it was father, it was father's day. He says this. And I'm just like, how do you learn how to be so manipulative at five? So Richard has two boys. You do have Hendrix, yeah. but you also have three girls. It's a difference. Uh, here's the difference. Hendrix breaks stuff and he runs around and he's very, um, like cut and dry. He can't lie. He's like, I want to play video games. I want to go do wrestle stuff. I want to do physical stuff and then eat, sleep, cool. The girls need like mental attention. They want you to sit right next to them and they want to talk to you about why you're painting this paint picture, this color, why you're doing this. So it's a completely different language from Hendrix. Man, stop, stop pulling the chair like that to Lennox. You're like, Lenny, do you want to snuggle on the couch and watch Paw Patrol? I would love to for 20 minutes. So it's nice, but it's still like attention. And so dealing with a girl who's two and a boy who's almost 10 is like so much. The languages are so crazy that sometimes I like forget who I'm talking to. So I'm like, Hendrix, are you hungry? He goes, Dad, I can make my own cereal. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, my bad, dude. My bad, dude. Like, I yeah, talking about yeah, that. That same, that same thing happened when you hear that moment. Like he says that, and forever you like register him differently. Little Rich. I do. So my my he parents. Some eggs, dude. He's like, okay. Can I put the bacon? So my whole family's around, and my parents went on vacation, and they brought back like all of the grandkids, like different stuff, and so. Like there was like these little metal tins and like my parents know you got to have the same things because I had three bro, I had two brothers, so they get it. So my two brothers, all a bunch of kids. So my parents got like, and it was supposed to be like one thing or like three things in each. Well, there's accidentally like too many things in Richard's. So Phoenix is having a meltdown over a book and I'm just like, I want to throat punch you. Right. And then, uh, and then, I look into stuff and I see that there's two tens, right? There's two tens of like these like toys. So I'm like, I'm like, Richard, Phoenix didn't get one. My mom is sitting right there. She's like, no, we accidentally put both. And, she, and this is what little Richard did. He goes, hold up, 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 hold up. Where's mommy? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, the fact that you had the wherewithal and you like, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. And the dude's five. And it's like, part of you wants to laugh, but he's like stopping the party. Hold on, hold on hold on, where's mommy? Because mommy was here when this was handed to me. And I was like, dude, yeah. it was just a mistake. But just, those are the funny things that happen on Father's Day. Meltdowns, my son telling me that he doesn't think I like him just because like I'm mean and I'm stern to him so he doesn't like bust his head open every other day. That's how I feel I like it's him. like father, like son. Hence why he's named after you. Sounds a lot like Richard. God bless yeah. you. <laughs> Like, yeah, but it's stuff is like I can't encourage him quite yet. I can't encourage him because like I like and you guys both know me. We were sitting on the couch the other day and um we're just sitting on the couch next to each other and there's like a little table right there. And so I stand up and I go to like go to the bathroom and without missing a beat, without moving his eyes, without doing anything, he just lifts his leg up and trips me. Now, that's hilarious. <laughs> That's hilarious. It's so funny. Like, I'm actually quite proud of him in that moment. It was like, dude, you just, you just out of nowhere. That's kind of how I am. Just like, why, why, why? Like, people, Richard, why? Why do you, why? I don't know. I don't know why. But then I have to tell him, like, dude, you can't do that. Because if he goes to school and someone busts their heads open doing that, is it funny? Yes. But you're not at the age right now where I can encourage that or tell you that it's funny. No. Well, again, happy Father's Day to the both of you. 
Um, the other thing that happened this weekend, kind of monumental, Richard turned a year older. Oh yeah. I feel yeah. like social media was slightly a little quiet. Yeah, yeah. What do you mean? So social media like, or I was quiet on social media. <laughs> Both. Do you oh. not want people to know that you are now? Don't they call that over the hill? Yeah, yeah. No, no, but no. Forty's a new thirty. Jay Z made it cool like ten years ago, Ali. Yeah, but, but given but given but given Ooh. the advance of science, Jay Z, rapper. Yeah. She don't even know who Jay Z is. I, you guys, okay? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. Richard is now forty years old. <laughs> given the advances in science and medicine, there's nothing to say that I can't live to be 120, 150 years old. So uh, I view this still as like the first third of my life. That's how I'm going about things. At least that's how I'm drinking. So that's how I'm drinking. I'm drinking like this is the first third of my life. So what was your favorite roast message gift that you received? Oh, 100 percent. My boy Rob. Rob sent oh, me that, that video and I posted it. That, so that meme, I don't know why. I started seeing that. There's that meme of the guys that are dancing with the uh, dancing with the That's casket, yeah. and they do the little setup to it. They do the little setup. And so I watch it all the time on his page. Like that's how it's he so ends funny. his night. It is funny. He ends that's his funny. night every night with like six of them. So like yeah. when it's midnight or whatever, I start scrolling through Instagram. I know what I'm going to get to his page, and every time it makes me laugh. So he sends it to me. And yeah, it's me getting hung in the McDonald's All-American game, whatever. I think I proved <laughs> to people I can dunk, no big deal. I love it when people post it, like people will post it like like a year from now, I'm like, yo, Art Richard, and they'll tag me in it. It's like, motherfucker, I was there, like I saw it. I think like two months ago, I got a message from someone back in my hometown, yeah. Denver, Ohio, of that. And they were like, have Where? you seen this? Nope. Show Richard this. I'm like, <laughs> pretty sure he knows it's out there. Yeah, I was like, yo, I, po I posted it like maybe a year ago I posted it because I'm like, people are trying to make it seem it's like, guys, it's funny because I actually at one point in time was really good at dunking. Like, that's why it's funny. It's like, oh, this guy, look at what he tried to do. It's like, guys, you, you see that right there. That, that says McDonald's All-American and I was 17 years old. I'm okay with failing at 17. Like, I'm okay. Who's Jeannie, cool? were you ever in a dunk contest? Hell no. <laughs> if you had a hook hey, shot. You a, a Channing, were you on McDonald's All-American? No, it was politics, dog. Politics. <laughs> <sighs> There's too many big men. Tyson Chandler, Eddie Curry, Usman Cisse. Yeah, all those guys dropped me out of the top 10. Great segue, yeah. though. You may not have been a McDonald's All-American, but you do have your own beer, which I'm sure my third point for the weekend, you have consumed a lot of at the beach. And Shockingly, here's the problem. Oh. I've been here a week. They came on at? Thursday. Where I'm in Pacific City, Oregon. We wanted to get out. It's a beautiful- God, Okay, like you gotta give me more, Channing. Channing, you realize that we have listeners, surprisingly, all around the world. I don't know what oh, Pacific City Oregon is like is that like outside of Portland, hour, two hours southwest an hour 40 minutes southwest of glorious God's country Portland uh it's a little windy but it's like shorts and a hoodie weather um my kids are boogie boarding right now I'm looking at something called the haystack rock <laughs> beautiful crisp is the is the water cold is the water cold up there canning cold as shit your kids have do your kids have wetsuits Yes. My kids they tried the first day. They just got oh. it. My kids tried the first day and they came out with blue lips. We we're like, so happy. And that's nothing about kids. You got to use your common sense above theirs because they will play in 
shark infested waters that are below zero <laughs> and be like, I had the greatest time ever. You're like, now you have pneumonia, but it was yeah. worth it. And they start, they start shivering. I'm ready. Yeah. I'm, ready. I'm, I'm, so I'm ready to go in. Yeah. yeah. So they have wetsuits and they're just boogie boarding. They go in and out. And then, um, Hey, Channing, could you, could, is there any way that you could not keep looking at the sky? Because I just see that huge crater of a pimple that you have there. Which one? That one? Oh, we mean which one? The thing that you I've should been doing be in the room These are just toxins leaving my body. So, <laughs> Richard, just, we're not perfect. We're just a work in progress, okay? Yeah, I'm sorry. I need the blemishes are the new beauty yeah. marks, dog. Well, gosh, <laughs> can we at least give it a name? Yeah, we we'll call it Herbert. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, let's take Herbert into these hot takes uh, because I know you got to get back to the beach and Richard has things to do. You ain't never so, Are you ready to play Trippin' or Not? Five yes. hot takes of the yeah. week. We're going to start with Channing. Your first hot take Draymond Green saying today on first take arguably the greatest player of all time. Oh, how fitting is this one for you? You look at his resume, it's flawless. Is Draymond tripping or not when talking about LeBron James? No, I don't. Oh, who is this, me? Do I get to go first? <laughs> is, is, am I going first or is Channing and Herbert Channing. going first? Is Channing, I, I Channing and Herbert going kidding. first? You're not tripping. I mean, dude, the dude is fucking amazing. People are so bored with amazingness. Like, they... It's not entertaining. Like the guy scores 41. He almost averages a triple double. We, every year he's been to the finals that no one else has done that. Every year he's surpassed what everyone has expectations about him. And generally, he's done more outside the court than he's done on the court, which is even crazier. Because people say, well, you know, shut up and dribble and all that. This fool created a school. He's like, man, fuck you. I got to build a fucking school. Like, who, this take, this take this? actually came on first take because Draymond was talking about, and I know the both of you are in full support of this, LeBron and the establish establishment of more than a vote. Um, and so this was just simply put out there within talking about LeBron and what he's doing yeah. to your point of building a school and, and all of the humanitarian acts and stuff off the court. Mm -hmm. uh, do I think he's tripping? Well, let, let me go back. No, but here is why. This is why I don't think he's tripping. And this is not, for a lot of people that grew up watching Michael Jordan, and obviously we just got the last dance. For people that grew up Michael Jordan, there's nothing that you can say that can convince you otherwise, that convince them otherwise that Michael Jordan is not the GOAT. When Kobe Bryant, we obviously saw the outpouring when he passed away, because for a full generation of people that didn't really get to watch Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant was their GOAT, and you can't convince them, whether it was like the, the Mamba mentality or how he approached it. And now there's a generation of people that have watched LeBron James now for 17 years. And they're just like, I don't care. This, this dude is the greatest. Like, how can we argue with that? Right, like Channing is trying to hide Herbert. Um, and it was just like, look, I think that, so I don't think he's tripping. I think like, he's like, yo, I've played against this guy every single year of my career in the NBA, against him in the NBA finals, all of these things. To me, he's the greatest. And look, I respect Raymond's opinion. So two, he not tripping. All right, number two, Richard, we're starting with you. This wow. came out yesterday, tomorrow, which is when this podcast will drop, which would be today, um, June 24th, players are supposed to let their respective organizations know whether or not they will be joining their teams in the Orlando bubble. 
As of yesterday, Trevor Ariza has said he will sit out the NBA restart in Orlando, committing to a one-month vacation window with his son. Tripping or not? Not tripping at all. Not tripping at all. I, I think I don't. I won't sit here and know the details uh, of his situation and what he's been going through or what he is going through. But these are like new situations that obviously there's going to be things that pop up. Um, you know, m- you know, my dad has dealt with some health issues. So the idea like today of me going and possibly being locked into a space for multiple months, right. Where you could get a phone call and just say, Hey, you know, two months from now, three months from now, like, Hey, things have changed or things aren't the same. And it's like, you can't leave and you can't come back or you might like that's 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 a very very difficult situation to navigate so i don't i don't think he's tripping at all um and look i i respect his strength and his decision to be around his family he is 1000% not tripping uh i know trevor trevor's a stand up guy uh but when it comes to basketball or his family he's choosing his family 1 trillion times over basketball, right? That's not to diminish how much he loves it. Um, but <clears throat> if, you know, everybody's situation when it comes to their children is different, like Richard said. So like, if that's his month, that's his month, regardless of anything. So for me, if I had an opportunity to have my kid by myself, right? If I wasn't with Lauren, what my wife now for a month, I don't give a shit if there's a meteor coming towards the earth. I'm going to kick it with my kids for that month, right? I think that's just, it shows what a guy he is. Um, I also feel like that's a, on the flip side of that, just basketball-wise, is a huge, huge blow to the Portland Trailblazers, mm-hmm. like basketball-wise, because Melo isn't really a three anymore, right? So, like, that lineup of Dame, CJ, Trevor Ariza, Zach Collins, and you could either start Hassan Whiteside or Nurkic with Melo maybe coming off the bench or Zach Collins coming up. Now, who plays the three? The guys that they have are not tall. They're not lanky. They're not championship-bred players. So they just don't have that experience right there at that position, which is awful. Wait, Ali, can I say one more thing? And this is one more thing that you have to look at. Let's say the Portland Trailblazers, they have to fight to just get a chance at that AC. Imagine yeah. if they come out of the gate and they start off, you know, 0 and 2 or 1 and 3. Their chances are dead, but they still got to stay there for another few weeks. They still got to stay there and finish out the game. They still have to stay there and do that. So obviously, these are just unique situations that we have to be able to respect what people want, want to do and what they are choosing. He's not doing this in a normal NBA season. He's doing this given like, hey, we're trying to start something up to get back to normalcy. So you have to respect people that, that want to choose, not choose something else, but have other things that they have that they have to go and do and take, take, tend to. Well said. You saw the uh, Bertans and Evan Fournier beef. I mean, he's not beef. Well, Bertans said, hey, I've had two ACL surgeries. This isn't a bet. Like he's coming off the best season of his career. He's like, hey, I'm not going down to Orlando, right? Mm-hmm. He plays for the Wizards. So all of a sudden, that Fournier goes, how crazy is that? That this guy is just going to sit at home and watch his team uh, play and go for a, uh, go for the A spot, you know, because he's had a good year playing. And then he went back and said, hey, you know, if you've seen the conditions that we're going into in Orlando, if you feel safe. Let me know. You could you could have just tagged me on this. 
So it's like, this is where guys are going to start being like, like for guys on the Wizards, do I want to go down there for eight games? And then let's say I don't make it. I got to stay there down there almost another half a month, three weeks, two weeks. It's like, hold on for what? What if I go down there? Well, I'll tell you why, Chan Chan. You know why? Yeah. The money. I do know why. It's the money. Oh, for sure. it, 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 that, that's it. And that's not in a negative sense. Like, listen, money is a powerful thing. It is a, is a real thing. It is a beneficial thing to have. The, is the, real? What? Money isn't real, money is real? George. Money isn't real, George. If you guys are the, the, the first person that tags me in that, in that quote and knows what it is, kudos to you. Without I IMD. don't know, but you just gave me another segue. Speaking of George, back to Channing. Paul George on the Knucklehead podcast. While with the Pacers, he had the best power forward in NBA in the NBA ready to team up with him, PG said. They didn't want to do it, speaking of the Pacers organization, so I called my agent like, man, get me up out of here. They don't want to win. Trippin' or totally. not? Not? Did you see us play them? Paul George is not trippin'. No, Paul George is not trippin'. The Pacers were trippin'. Trippin'. First of all, like Paul George, Richard knows we had to double team Paul George all over the floor. He was cooking. Cooking. We had a double team. We were like anybody but Paul George. If you look at those teams, no offense to the people on those teams, they were lackluster, medium, at best talent. You got to put other guys with him. You got to put big names with him. The Pacers, right, have Victor Oladipo. They went and said, come here, Malcolm Brogdon, right? Come here, all these other guys. So they built their talent up. If if you put Paul George on this team with these guys, they would be contenders. But they were just being skimpy. Don't don't skip on it. Indiana, nobody wants to go to Indiana. Don't don't skip on the cheese. Don't skip on the cheese. Don't skip on the cheese. Give your Indiana fans some cheese. Put extra sauce and extra cheese. Put some expensive pepperonis on it. Now he's not he's not tripping at all. You understand, Paul George is one of those guys, right? There's you start to get to that point in your career where you've made the money, you've established yourself as a star. There is one thing missing. Look at this idiot. Look at look at. Well, at least turn the other way so we don't have to see what Herbert's drinking either. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, get Herbert a little sip. Did you touch that? No, he's touched it nine hundred times. I need a twenty-second timeout. Did you touch that with your hand? No, I did not touch it. Why? It's it's, it's his right germs. There. My germs. <laughs> oh no, I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> Grab my good hand. Help! Here. Oh, take my hand. Ah! Come on! <laughs> You're gonna fall unless you take my hand. No, give me your other hand. Oh, my other hand isn't strong enough. You take my little hand. No! Get it away from me! Break it! Break my hand! Ah! Watch my fanny. Watch my fanny coming through. I'll show it to you. Ah, watch my fanny's coming through. Watch it. Make room for fanny. Are you done? Add a little pinch. Add a little pinch of goodness. And if you get one of these, go pull that off and bam, that just kicks it up a little bit. All right, I think that's almost ready now. And then we bring it to the table. Mm, good. All right, who's ready for a wing? 
Are you done on Paul George? I've been there. Oh, we're down, Paul George. PG, I'm with you, man. Trippin' or not, Channing, it's you. Jason Kidd is interviewing for the Knicks head coaching position. Well, y'all tripping. Y'all tripping. <laughs> and I'm not saying Jason Kidd's not a good coach, but who wants to work for the Knicks right now? Who wants that job? Hey, what you right? say? Hey, he's green, right? <laughs> right. Listen, <laughs> he's green. But look, and this is going to be wild. I feel like a lot of owners were silent. A small amount spoke up. An even smaller amount made specific requests of their people during the Black Lives Matter movement to be quiet. And Mr. Dolan was one of those people. So for me, when it comes to, as an African-American man, I, I understand that money is green, but at some point, number one, the job is a fucked up job. Have you seen the Knicks lately? That ain't getting better no time soon. Number two, you're willingly working for a man that doesn't endorse the, the black community? Like how, how, like, I just couldn't deal with it. I would, this, I would this, rather. This is one thing, I'm sorry, Jane, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. No, no, I'm, I'm just like, for me, I think Jason Kidd is qualified enough, especially with the Lakers team that he has right now. If something happens to Vogel, he's right up next. I think the Laker job is much more appeasing, appealing. I think you look at who they can draft, who they got, what their future looks like is a lot better than the New York Knicks, and you don't have to work for Dolan. And I'm a Knicks That's true. That, that, that's true. And, and this is the thing. It's so weird with, Olin, uh, with owners and governors because they are somewhat, like, directly involved. Um, a, random, a random thing is, like, do you remember when uh, the, the owner and CEO of Equinox slash SoulCycle was running a Trump fundraiser? They're running a Trump fundraiser. And obviously, SoulCycle has a very, very diverse um, uh, community. They're super, super supportive. Pride, you know, if you've ever been in Soul Cycle during Pride Week or Pride Month, they just have stuff everywhere. They're fully, fully supportive. But then that money was then given to the people that own it and run it. And then they were, you know, then running a Trump fundraiser. And that's like, look, everyone's entitled to do what they want with, with their money. But like you said, why would you want to go work for Dolan? And it's like, well, why would you want to go work for, for SoulCycle? So many of these things are like difficult to kind of bounce in between. And so it's like, at the end of the day, if Jason Kidd or Jamal Mosley, shout out to our guy, Jamal Mosley, who's interviewing for the job. If they get this opportunity, then I also am a firm believer of change from within right change from within is a great way to move forward and to try and get things done so yeah that's a it's a weird one you don't think he's tripping no no I, I think you take the opportunity and if anything man you just try and work you try and work your way through the best situation that you possibly can like the Knicks is still a marquee job it's not a great job but it's still a marquee job and if Jason Kidd, who, you know, was an assistant coach in, in L.A. and has done a great job there, if he gets the opportunity, then, then he should definitely look at that, regardless of who the owner is, regardless of, of what he, you know, what he said. Um, you know, understand, Doc Rivers was working for Donald Sterling. And we can say whatever we want about, right. about um, Dolan. He would, did, didn't nearly have the resume over the 
20 years prior that Donald Sterling had had mm -hmm. and people were still taking his money and taking his job. So like from that sense, that part, I'm going to say he's not tripping. Fifth and final. And I know where you guys are going to go, but I think it should be celebrated and we should end on this positivity because it needs to be heard and continue to be expressed. And Channing, I have to give you so much love and credit for this too, because I watched the ESPYs, the 2020 ESPYs. Oh, and yes. Shout out to ESPN as well. Um, they did a Remember. phenomenal job for what they had to work with and in on these incredible, crazy, insane times. <clears throat> it was an awesome program. Um, but Kevin Love got the Arthur Ashe Courage Award. Oh shit, that, that played yeah. already? Channing, you were phenomenal when you came across the screen and just your words, um, very, very powerful. And the piece on Channing. You talked about how Kevin created waves and, and having that courage. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I just thought it was phenomenal. Um, and I know we all love Kevin. And Kevin, you know you are doing God's work. That'll do it for the first edition of tripping or not as yeah. our listeners our viewers please let us know if you liked it if you didn't of course continue to send everything that you want our way road trip and pot on twitter and road trip and of course on instagram we are listening to you and we will be back with another round of hashtag road trip and anything goes on a another episode but for now that'll do it for this edition of road trip. too many fries what is the percentage on these like 12 oh five okay i need a couple bye more. bye Oh my I God, I can't. <laughs>